I recently have been talking to a uh, Overwatch coach. Oh, what? Tell on, me more. Do we want to talk about this on the show or no? No. Okay, okay. It's fine. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Time for Dinky King's podcast. Do, 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 do. Name talk, friends talk, drinking beer. Do, 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 do. Except for Jesse, he does not drink any booze at all. Max and Mike will drink until there is no beer at all. Now it's time to start the show, so kick back, sit back, let us blow your Welcome to another episode of Danky King, a video game podcast. Uh, I'm Jesse, and I'm back. You're back. It feels good to be back. I'm with Mike and Max, of course, Hello. as always. Hello. Um, yeah, I I was gone for a bit. I was on my honeymoon with my amazing wife. Woo woo. Uh, I I had a nice relaxing time, but I'm I'm ready to talk about some video games. I've been video games, video games and PCs and Overwatch and whatever the fuck else we talk about on this show. Now I did not I did not get a chance to listen to the almost four hour magnum opus that you guys recorded while I was gone. <laughs> magnum uh, with, opus with, with uh, special guest James. I was not. Uh, I haven't heard it yet, but I I'm curious. When, uh, you are in for a treat. So Even I've heard. I don't remember what happened <laughs> did you guys record in person yeah and oh, wow. <laughs> so just to give you an idea max and james together drank an entire handle of whiskey bullet whiskey <laughs> of course you did yeah, yeah bullet bullet rye um and then i had like an entire like jug of rum and orange juice that i finished. Oh that was pretty good I had um some- so how long into the show did it just start to go dark? Like, um, like that you don't remember much? Like, you oh, know, probably yeah. the last hour and a half, I don't okay. remember much. <laughs> I just remember bits and pieces. Yeah, I, I know I was trying my much. best to keep things on track. You hear me pipe up okay, probably 30 different times to try to move things forward, and it just fails miserably. But from the moment... We open and I try to do a Jesse intro. Yeah. Oh, it just goes downhill. Oh no! Okay. We I don't even so, think I introduced myself. We were so <laughs> drunk. Uh, we started segments over again. Oh yeah. no! Like, yeah, which is the first time we've ever done that. Yeah. There are two live PC update logo that pops up, or the <laughs> the theme <laughs> talking about it. And then later, ten five minutes later, like okay, and on to live PC update, and then the theme song plays again. I'm like, wow, well, I guess <laughs> gonna put that in there. There's even a, uh, an instance where, uh, it's we mentioned Max's ramblings or whatnot, yeah. But then it, and I put a little record scratch or record wind down because it it, it turns out we were still supposed to do Jesse's corner. Or James's corner. I think I think there's a lot of cool stuff in there that I didn't post. Oh, good. That just illustrates how 
unorganized <laughs> we were. I mean, we, we went into it pretty prepared. We, I mean, we did the same thing we always do. We went through pretty much the run of show before it started. Yeah. But James was also really, really pushing to try to see how far he could push us off the rails. Oh boy! That was good. Oh, James, shame on you. Yeah, yep. You talked about Uganda Knuckles. If that's an indication of how yep. far off the rails, <laughs> which was actually a, an interesting discussion, from what I remember. Um, <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll let Jesse and our listeners decide. That. Yeah. yeah I, I, point, well, I like the idea of like not listening to it until we go on our road trip to DreamHack uh, in June, and just experiencing kind of, it together because James will be there as well. And I can just kind of. I think he's already like, listened to it again. If oh, has he? Been asking for yeah. it, he's been asking. Yeah, I, 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 <laughs> he wants to hear himself talk. That's all he wants. I he think wants. he wants to see how bad it was. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's some. I think Jesse's corner is probably one of my favorite um, logo. Well, yeah. freaking, there's so many things. Like uh, James <laughs> wrote the theme song. Oh, <laughs> for the episode. For- Oh, did he? <laughs> oh, yeah, like on the spot. I oh, wow. That yeah, that's did you put it. music to it? Uh, well, no. Oh, okay. I couldn't be bothered, so I just... <laughs> put, uh, I put the, his... I let uh, it play out. Yeah. And then, and then it goes... And then, it, you know, it's me like, oh, wow, that's way better than mine. And then I play mine. Oh, okay. <laughs> Later. I now I kind of want to... I, I might download it and start yes. listening to it. I, I think you would at least... I think you get some laughs out of it. It's, of course, yeah. I have to say, it's it's not one of my finer moments, but it was a lot of fun. <laughs> lot of fun. <laughs> well, this week is going to be a little different. We're going to be it's going to be a more chill, yeah, uh, kind of condensed episode um, mm-hmm. because we're all kind of well. Me, I'm still getting back into the swing of things. Uh, and I'm, I was I'm able, getting over sickness, so I'm yeah, a little I'm just stuffy. Chill wine. <laughs> Max is drinking chill wine, so he's just sort of relaxing. Chill. But uh, we're just going to have a nice, nice, uh, you know chill episode uh but i guess well let's just dive right into danky news then let's do let's it let's do danky news okay here comes the danky news danky news all right danky news um okay. <laughs> so uh apparently uh, what is this google creating a video game streaming service yeah so this is one that, that kind of yeah it kind of piqued my interest because it's one of those situations that Google and video games aren't really tied together unless you're Googling a video game. Uh, I Googled a video game? You do Google <laughs> the video games. Well, Google the um, video. Yeah, I mean, they, they almost bought Twitch back in 2014. They did. That, that yeah, they apart. almost. And that, and that, like, is kind of what people have been saying. Like, that was part of them trying to drive towards something like this. Mm-hmm. Um, they also were recently stream- live streaming EA, uh, well, E3, yeah, they um, the trade show. Uh, and then they've also been enabling uh, live game streaming. Um, so there's a lot of things that they're trying to get in that it looks like they're trying mm-hmm. to push that way. But essentially what they're saying is they have a... Uh, new service that they're calling Yeti, like mm-hmm. the the Sasquatch bitch in the mountains. Uh, <laughs> oh. Yep, the, the, the white one. Uh, the white one, right? right. That white bitch. Yep, yep. yep. White that basic uh, bitch up there. But they're yeah. they're basically saying Yeti would uh, compete in the mindset with like something like Sony's PlayStation Now, which carries yeah. a nineteen ninety five monthly fee, um, and 
would essentially go after that kind of same audience and operate through something like Chromecast. Um, there's still not a lot of details out on it yet, but it's one of those things that usually when Google makes a play, they don't just like kind of dip their toe in. They have a whole big strategy that they, they play through for a while. Um, so I, I'm interested to see what it is. It's probably not going to be out uh, right now. It's not going to say it's not going to be out until like uh, holiday 2019. Yeah, so we're still like a year, almost two years out. So yeah. <clears throat> it'll be interesting to see that. Um, they also recently hired Phil Harrison, who was uh, the head of uh, Sony's Network Game Studios and then also a uh, three-year senior member of Microsoft Xbox. So he's got the experience. He has the understanding of the industry. So it'll be interesting to see what they come out with and what kind of platform it'll work off of because as we've been talking more about streaming games, the system seems to be less and less of what's necessary to run them. It's more of the internet latency meets um, the streaming software on the opposite, well, the hardware on the uh, cloud side. So if they can get all that right, which I think they may be able to, it could make for a big shakeup of the gaming industry. My only question is going to be um, what, game developers are they going to get behind it right i mean yeah. you know the biggest hurdle is you know the internet connection and given our climate for um you know net neutrality no longer being a thing uh there's a lot of uh well net neutrality it, they did the vote but it's it's still gotta go. There's still a lot that needs to happen for it to disappear. Right. But it's it's um, it's uh, <clears throat> it's not looking great. Right. Uh, there's still it's, hope, but it's yeah. currently not looking great. Uh, even if neutrality does come back, you know, I personally have a choice between AT and T, which sucks. Yeah. Is time? Uh, um, tr- what is it? Time Spectrum. Warner, Spectrum. Which yeah, Charter sucks. Spectrum. Yep. Yeah. So it's it's like um, I was really excited because Google announced that. Google Fiber is going to come to LA, but that halted because of there was going to be a lot of red tape and the finances were going to be so expensive that it was no longer worth it to bring right. Google Fiber to LA, which, you know, kind of undermines, well, not undermines, but it, 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 you would have to, you know, hope that AT&T has this special gaming <laughs> service where you're paying like $80 a month that's optimized for um, streaming, you know, cloud gaming, mm-hmm. which is, you know, something that they're most likely going to do. Which I wonder if that's why they are, if that's part of the reason they're holding out until 2019. Mm-hmm. Because I know Google is doing their best to try to get Google Fiber in like every major city over the yeah. next couple of years. So I wonder if that is a part of it is like, that's a part of that plan to like, Hey, if you already subscribe to Google fiber, you can get this service for an additional five bucks or something, you know? Mm-hmm. Now is it like you can just stream any game or is it like, well, it, it doesn't really have details on what games or anything right. like that yet. That that's kind of my big cons- like question is mm-hmm. what game developers are going to jump on board with this yeah, uh, to make it something that, well, I already have an Xbox, I already have a PlayStation, right. I already have a PC. 
Right. Why do I need this? Mm-hmm. Um, my thought is is that unless there's some really cool titles that you can just get because you pay for the service monthly, I I, I question how it'll be competitive. But again, leaving it to Google because they seem to figure out a way. Right. Um, I'm going to kind of be patient and wait for a little bit it, more of a update. Yeah, it's interesting because it's like, you know, like we mentioned, PlayStation Now is a very specific service that's tied specifically to Sony, <clears throat> and it's mostly just cloud gaming. Whereas Microsoft has their uh, Xbox program, and that is you can actually download titles, right? which is a step up, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you have, what, that NVIDIA GeForce Now or GeForce, mm-hmm. um, which is basically like if you don't have a p- powerful PC rig, you can stream a powerful rig to your machine and there's zero little latency, little mm-hmm. to no latency. So it makes it feel like you're playing that game. Mm-hmm. So I don't know where Google, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know what angle they're trying to go for. That, that's just, kind of my question. Yeah. Is, I mean, now that they do own Twitch, I mean, um, it's, it's one of those that well, Amazon they, owns Twitch. Google. Yeah. Doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Amazon yeah. owns Twitch, but, um, yeah, it's it's one of those things that, like, since those companies own larger gaming companies, um, it's it's one of those that I question who else is going to jump into this market now that this news is kind of out there in a bigger way. Because Amazon already is essentially a gaming retailer. Yeah, um, I mean, they sell, yeah. They they sell both digital and physical copies. So they also it's have an engine, right? Was it? Um, they have their own engine. Oh, do they? Oh, for mobile games, I think. I forget. Uh, yeah, as mobile games, I think it's it's like Wood something or Lumberyard. That's what it was. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. You're correct. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Weren't they using that for Star Citizen? Uh, maybe. Um, Star Citizen seems well. They used Crytek engine first. Yeah, yeah, there was a whole yeah. thing with Crytek where they were getting sued like or some shit. Yeah, yeah, with Crytek. And- I think one of the something like that they were using Lumberyard or were going to use Lumberyard at one mm-hmm. point. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, yeah, it's interesting. We'll definitely keep an eye because that is true. Like I, I do believe I've said it before. As things go into the future, streaming games, downloading games is the is the way where it's going to be where you get your games from mm-hmm. either from a streaming service like what Google makes or Xbox play anywhere or whatever, or, uh, you know, PlayStation now, if they can ever fix the latency problem. But I, I, I wonder if, cause tw- you got to imagine like Amazon would probably, if Google did it, Amazon would be like, well, shit, we should do it too. Because that, that's kind of my know, thought is like, yeah. they may even have something in, in right. Like in process, they just need the, um, Need the additional? They just need cloud servers. To yeah, essentially, shit. which they they both Google and uh, Amazon have cloud services yeah. already set up. So I guess it would just be an expansion of server space to make it happen. So I I'm interested to see how this plays out because yeah. I mean, if cloud gaming does become a thing, then it really like in a in a real way, then it does. You're right. It does just become internet connection. And I'm wondering yeah, if something like that will then make uh, make like companies like Microsoft and Google and these different companies uh, kind of pressure other ISPs to get faster 
Internet. Yeah, I, I mean, it's it's kind of neck and neck, right? Like one is so dependent on the other. Well, only one side is dependent on the other. Streaming service will not take off unless, right? You, you know, the, especially now, like gamers are so particular about their experiences. Um, and if there's any sort of latency, like people already con- complain about controller latency, yeah, or monitor latency and stuff like that. Like if we're adding another layer of latency, can you imagine fighting games? Right, streaming like as a old school gamer or local disc gamer, I guess mm-hmm. on the term. Um, we're like, no, there's this perceived uh, latency, so I'm not going to play mm-hmm. Mortal Kombat 12 streamed, you know, because I mm-hmm. want the 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 best, the best, right. uh, the lowest latency. It's like the reason why I don't own a wireless mouse and keyboard, right? Yeah. So, you know, and and that's like far less. Uh, latency prone technology. In fact, it's probably a lot better than it was when I first checked it out. Oh yeah, it's it's getting to the point now to where I think in the next probably year to two years, you'll have systems that almost feel zero latency. Yeah, and then Um, that's the thing is now and then, once we get to that point, then you're combating perception. And perception mm -hmm. can go a long ways, as we know. Yeah, I think that, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if the technology itself is already there to be almost indistinguishable. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're right, it is perception that if you die, if you're using a mount, wireless mouse and keyboard and you die in a game, you're going to blame that Yeah, immediately, whether it was that or not. It's just, again, it's the perception of it. So Yeah, we'll, um, we'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll keep an eye on, on what Google's up to. Also, real yeah. quick, in thinking these... Uh, Fortnite had a really big uh, couple weeks here where they announced that they had, what, 3.5 million, uh, what was it, either concurrent Concurrent. players? Yeah, concurrent players, which officially brought it above PUBG. Yep, which Uh, PUBG hit 3.2. Yeah, and PUBG is uh, having a, currently, a kind of drop-off of Mm -hmm. uh, concurrent players. Oh, is it? Yeah, and um, there are a couple different reasons. I've been keeping an eye on this either through the Reddit or, you know, just what people are saying on streams, uh, Twitch streams and all that, if people play PUBG. They've been saying a lot of people are upset of way, in the way that PUBG Corp is handling um, cheaters okay. in the third-person servers. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems to be more of a problem in third-person than first-person, and I think a lot of it has to do with aimbot-type uh, programs that mm-hmm. take advantage of the third-person camera and can manipulate the map um, in a way that can't be done. Now, there are still problems with cheating in first-person, mm-hmm. but uh, they're way more prevalent uh, in third. So I think that is having a big impact on their popularity. A lot of people, uh, as time, you know, we, we gushed about the new map at first, or at least I did, and over time, I think a lot of people have really turned sour on the new map. I I think the Um, thing about the new map on PUBG is that while the desert aspect of it was different, there were seriously only like three or four building types. Yeah, I I think two. Yeah, that's one. That's one problem. And not even that, though. The bigger issue for me was that, yes, you can make three or four building types feel different by skinning them differently. Mm Mm-hmm. They had like two skins. Yeah. So the, they, they limited themselves greatly in that in that way. Yeah. That was one problem. It, it, the the design choices were very um cut and paste. 
And the other problem I think a lot of people are finding is the mid-game on that map is terrible. Mm -hmm. Uh, Things are a little too spread out on that map. Uh, Uh It's a whole lot of nothing in the middle of the map for the most part. And if the circle goes... um, There are two sections of the map in particular. It's like um, southeast area of the map Mm -hmm. and northwest area of the map. There's like two specific areas that if the circle starts closing in there, it's just like nothing. Mm. There's no buildings really you can run into. There's no uh, cover on hills because everything's out in the open. There's no trees. There's no like shipping containers like in the old map. Like the old map has sprinkles of like, oh, there's shipping containers here. Oh, there's like a random wizard tower or this and that like a shack. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think a lot of people are noticing that there are a lot less of those scattered throughout the map on the second one. Um, yeah, it is pretty barren. Yeah, and also it's just the layout in general. Uh, mm-hmm. I think a lot of people have a problem with. So that's one of the reasons uh, cheating that, and I, a lot of popular streamers, obviously from PUBG, are slowly moving over to Fortnite, and that's yeah. that's a huge deal because they are influencers. You know, they're the ones that if thirty thousand people are watching, you know, and they're yeah. playing PUBG, of course they're going to play PUBG with their favorite streamer. Mm-hmm. Now, if they're moving over to Fortnite, they're all going to start playing Fortnite. Um, and uh, even Dr. Disrespect came back uh, after a bit of controversy he had, mm. and uh, he played PUBG for a bit, but then switched over to Fortnite with Shroud, mm. another huge streamer. Hmm. Um, and even though they were kind of poo-pooing on it for a bit, uh, even Shroud admitted that it is a game, unlike PUBG, where it, it, it takes way more player skill to play, so that's why it's harder. Uh, like, he said that on stream. Uh, so well, I think the, the mechanics of again, of Fortnite, and I've said this for a while, is that the mechanics of Fortnite were there from day one. Right. And they've just continued to refine them. Yeah. And and- the, the learning curve of battle of Fortnite is also a bit harder. Because it's extremely hard. Because the building mechanic yeah. can change a game so much. You will not you will not have a fundamental understanding of that game until you learn how to build. Yeah, uh, which is tricky because it takes time. It's not a, like it's not like just pick up a gun, run around, shoot people. It's like no, no, no. Now you gotta like learn. If you're in the top ten, you gotta mm. learn how to build and like trap people or like do this and that. And it, but uh, like yeah, it's scary, but it's also um, cultivated this amazing culture of these players doing these incredibly creative things with their builds and uh, epic one-on-one battles where they keep building forts and, you know, creating trap doors and this mm-hmm. and that and towers that, you know, people are having fight outs in. And the, I think the trap doors get me, man. Yeah. They're funny. They're, they're crazy. <laughs> they're so great. Yeah. Um, so I think people see Fortnite and again, Fortnite real quick. Like I, I think Epic is doing a uh, very good job in the sense that they're incrementally, and it is almost bi-weekly, they're updating the game where they're touching things or tweaking things or listening to player feedback, and the response is almost one-to-one, whereas PUBG Corp, people are getting aggravated by how long they're taking to address things. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think, just a engine problem. You know what I mean? Like, I, It's probably easier for Epic to uh, update Fortnite because it's you know Unreal uh, 4, and they're just like... I mean, so is Epic, or I mean, so is PUBG, isn't it? It's like I, a modified right, but there, there must be a, a fundamental flaw in PUBG's system. I, feel like. <clears throat> I don't know. I, I honestly think you have Epic, who has been making games for how long? Right. I mean, you're, you're right, talking 20, 30 years now. 
Yeah. Um, and you have a team there that has just a high level of understanding and high level of skill. Um, not that some of the PUBG guys don't, but, but it's experience. Yeah. Is, is I think you have a much more experienced team who knows how to look at feedback. And then you also have a company that probably, I would look at it overall as like, if I were going to invest in one of the two companies for like a 30 year investment, I don't know that blue hole or a PUBG corp is going to be here in 10, 15 years. Right. Yeah. Epic's still gonna be around. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, based on the Unreal Engine alone. Exactly. So you, I just think you have a group who has way more financial stability that they can throw more people at the game to fix uh, issues. And I don't know that PUBG Corp can do that at this point. Yeah, right. if anything, their organization, like their company organization, and you know, this is a company that's used to juggling multiple projects. Mm-hmm. Um, even to the point where they uh, dropped Paragon, yeah, as a game, you know, um, uh, more or less at the result of Fortnite. But um, it, it's not unknown that when Fortnite took off with the battle royale genre, you know, Epic. Allocated a lot of artists, programmers, um, UI designers, whatnot, mm-hmm. over to Fortnite, and uh, and basically it shows their updates are much more uh, frequent, mm-hmm. and 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 it's kind of nice because Fortnite is such a an arcade, arcade yes. game. It's very arcade. imagination is you know it's it's. To whatever they want to imagine, <laughs> they, they, can... they for their Valentine's Day event. Speaking of imagination, they put in a crossbow. They put in a crossbow <laughs> that shoots little hearts after you, the yeah. the arrows trail, and it's unlimited ammo. But it's like they just did it because why not? It was funny. It was goofy. Absolutely. Like, yeah. And the and the competitive players they like they think it's cute. They just ignore it. Like they'll use it because they think it's cute or challenge each other to like kill each other with those things. But the game still fundamentally works for them, so mm-hmm, they yeah. they don't mind, um, right? And I mean, they even have like a test server where yeah. um, the shooting mechanic is a little bit more it rewards skilled. accuracy, yeah, yeah. So, and I have a buddy streamer of mine that plays on that server. I only recently started rewatching his stuff, mm-hmm. and um, it, it's pretty awesome. He's like a British friend of mine. He wears a suit when he streams. Oh, that's lovely. Uh, that's classy. Oh, fantastic. Do I give him a shout out? Uh, well, yeah, Zacubus, man. He is a super, super <laughs> cool guy. I met him in person, and he's taught me a lot about Unreal Tournament and also in like the competitive uh, shooter. Um, also older than I am, which I <laughs> have such a tremendous respect for because up mm. until then, I was like, well, esports, you have to be like age 20 <laughs> or age 16. And, yeah. Uh, and then it, once you reach, you know, 20, 21, you're you know, it's funny. Over. The, a lot of the streamers I watch, and again, I, you could argue, but uh, some of them are sponsored by competitive uh, groups. But mm-hmm. they're in their thirties, you know. They're they're yeah. they are parents, and uh, you know they they stream for a living. But uh, yeah, the, there's a couple that stream Fortnite, and they are incredible. It gives I would me say hope. At a professional level, you know. Yeah, absolutely. They, it gives me hope that, and also it's it's a testament to where games have kind of gone to. It's no yeah. longer just dexterity, right? Driven competition, like you have games like 
Uh, unlike games like Unreal Tournament, Quake 3, Nexus, uh, and all these other ones, you have games like Overwatch, you have games like, yeah, um, I guess, yeah Fortnite even, uh, where it's not raw reflex power and precision on the mouse that gets you the win. It helps. No, it's, it is. Run. It's strategic thinking. Yeah, exactly. You, there, there is a certain level of skill when it comes to the actual play. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it's not like a Call of Duty where it's nothing but reflexes and and dexterity. Well, even with Call of Duty, right? Like everyone has slight advantages depending on the kit that they have, right? Uh, so I think nowadays games are more prone to multi-skilled, like different types of skills are rewarded as a win instead of just having, you know, relying on pure physical young 16 year old reflex skills which i definitely appreciate as someone that is no longer 16 years old. <laughs> yeah right <laughs> it is definitely a um you know it, it's a new era i believe competitive gaming and uh it's really fun to watch yeah it's a lot uh, what, more accessible than it used to be oh yeah yeah absolutely and uh i know there was a big <clears throat> excuse me um state of development uh that epic released not too long ago about fortnite and uh, basically, they you know they talk about what they hope for the future, and they're talking about they want to do uh, a bunch of new game modes, you know, limited game modes where they test uh, what they want to um, implement into the game, kind of like the shooting model, you know. Well, um, they have the audience attention now; they can yeah, do whatever they want. Exactly. You know, it's, it's always it's, it seems like it's, it was just a means to get the audience attention, and now they have these players that enjoy, you know, that mode they're yeah. like hey we're epic we're <clears throat> a game company that introduces a bunch of game modes yeah in all of our games so check these out and we're mm-hmm. like oh, crap this is a free game and suddenly we have like six different game modes awesome. yeah and and just the the incredible amount of artwork that's putting like you said a lot of the artists that were working on other epic games have moved over and yeah. now there's incredible artwork uh, like they for the valentine's day event they made a big pink teddy bear suit that you can get now and like just goofy <laughs> stuff like yeah. and then they're already working on like a, a chinese dragon for the lunar new year for one of the gliders oh, like and again and it's all going some of it you can uh get uh through the battle pass which is mm-hmm. very clever but most of it you have to buy and people like like i think people don't mind supporting the game because a it's just goofy arcadey fun um but also it's it's a free game yeah, so yeah a little bit and, more. If you find yeah. yourself spending two hundred hours into it, why yeah. not? You know, invest. Why not drop twenty bucks on it? You know. Yeah. Um, one one contentious thing I w- we'll bring up real quick, and then we'll move on. Um, the one thing they did mention in state of development for Fortnite was they teased the idea of possibly doing a skill based matchmaking, um, oh. like a behind the scenes MMR type thing that would place you in matches with people that have similar win losses. Mm. Um and people lost their fucking mind. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Nobody wants it. Like the Nobody majority, m- the majority don't want. It. Really? Uh, yeah. Uh, mm. People wow. think the randomness of getting into games with streamers or professional gamers is what makes the game fun. Oh, interesting. Um, I kind of agree with that on a battle royale uh, scenario. Yeah. Like when it when it comes down to more team based games, that's different. Um. But on a battle royale, part of it is is that like if you kill a streamer, <laughs> there's nothing more rewarding. So these are some of the so so these are some of the threads that have popped up over the course of the week. 
Okay. Uh, yeah, when they talked about skill-based matchmaking. I quit Overwatch for you. Don't bring the salt here. Uh, devs, if you add skill-based matchmaking to this game, it will destroy it. Uh, Epic, please don't add skill-based matchmaking. Epic, please don't add skill-based matchmaking. The game will die if you put skill-based matchmaking. Skill-based matchmaking will kill Fortnite. Like, it killed Paragon. Uh, skill-based matchmaking. So it's just a thread after thread after thread yeah. of people are just like, no. Um, yeah, I, I hope they don't. I mean, I to me, that feels like you're ruining the point of a battle royale. I agree. I, I like. I understand. I think there should be a ranked playlist. I, I think you can have your cake and eat it too in this situation, kind of mm-hmm. like uh, Overwatch. Competitive, yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah. Just don't have a background MMR at all for unranked. Yeah. Like, just mm-hmm. it's the Wild West. If you go into unranked quick play, it is Weeha arcade. Yeah. It's fun. But if you want to get serious, then you go into a ranked playlist where instead of using your win-losses, it uses a ranking system, you know. Maybe it's like where you place, how many kills you get. I don't know how they mm-hmm. would do it, but some sort of ranking system. Even uh, one of the, a big streamer for Fortnite named Ninja, uh, he's one of the most successful uh, streamers on Twitch right now. He was saying um, that he is opposed to skill-based matchmaking, but he would love a ranked playlist that he and fellow professional streamers can play on if they want to act serious, but yeah. then a, uh, you know, an untouched quick play that is just goofy fun. Yeah. And he said, like, sometimes, you know what, stream sniping is going to exist, but sometimes my audience does want to try and jump in a game and see mm-hmm. if they can fight me. And he's like, that's fine. They can come fight me. Like, I, as long as they're not cheating, yeah, uh, we shouldn't punish an audience for wanting to try and do that. So I... I, I kind of agree. I think skill-based matchmaking is good for games like Overwatch, um, more team-based games, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas a Battle Royale, even though there are squad modes and stuff, I think it is better suited to leave the core game alone, maybe work on a way... And Epic already... Com- they've been talking very vocally the past week about like they're taking all the fade back in. They even said, like, we just mentioned it as an idea. <laughs> like, we didn't see if we were going to do this, but we're just, you know, we're just thinking about it. He's like, they're, what they're saying is they're just trying to make sure that it's a fun environment for everyone. To well, play. I think they uh, have their answer. Yeah. yeah. So I think, I think they, I hope they start looking into a ranked, uh, playlist, um, or matchmaking for people who want to take it super serious. But yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm excited for Fortnite. I want to play more of it, honestly. Um, because, it looks really fun, and um, I would just like to get uh, a good handle on it. Like the times I've played it, I, I just feel like I'm not—I haven't learned enough at all to be decent at it. <laughs> uh, but I would love to play with friends because I feel like it'd be a fun friends experience uh, to play Fortnite, especially with the building. You could yeah. get real goofy. The building um, is where I become more and more interested with that game. Yeah. And, and unfortunately, I know uh, one of the big, and not just Max, I've seen it other places, uh, no first person, which I think, uh, you know, bums a few people out. Mm-hmm. Um, but hopefully they make up with, with uh, accuracy uh, based shooting, you know, where it rewards accuracy. Mm-hmm. Um, even if you can't go into that iron sight first person, and at least the reticle is as one to one as it can be, you know. Um, so we'll see. But yeah, Fortnite. Well, we'll be talking about it a bunch over the year, so you'll you'll yeah. hear more about it. All right, uh, Mike. Guess what time it is? What time's that? It's time for all things PC, buddy. Oh, <gasps> all things PC. All things PC. 
So, Mike, take us to the mystical land of, of PCs. You know, I've only got one thing well, that is really <laughs> worth talking about, but I think it's going to be, uh, I hope it's going to be a good discussion. Okay. Um, this past week, we we saw the first light of what Ryzen is calling the Ryzen 5 2400G. And what that is, is they, this is not just your, your run of the mill CPU. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the new AMD APU, mm-hmm. which means it is a uh, CPU with integrated graphics cards in it. And Intel had done this a few years back and it was okay. Um, obviously it was, it didn't really compete on the level of someone trying to, um, game at high levels. Mm-hmm. Um, but Ryzen came out with this card and it's been tested well with this uh, chip and it's been tested. Now people are starting to get out, uh, get it, test it and run games on it. So the big thing that I found interesting is that while it does have integrated graphics and it still doesn't hit the level of like a, I mean, I wouldn't even say it hits the level of like a good 1070. Um, it's an interesting thing for people who can't yet afford to buy a way overpriced graphics card, mm-hmm. um, and want to build a, a Ryzen PC. Right. So, um, so with that said, I mean, I'll, I'll just run through a quick list of a few games they tested it on. And the first one was Overwatch, which is a game we play a lot. and. It, uh, with just the chip, no graphics card, keep that in mind, they ran Overwatch at 1080p, high presets, so you can go higher than that, but high presets, and the game hit 60 to 70 frames per second during Mm -hmm. gameplay. Um, To me, that's pretty impressive, because it's one of those things that if you're trying to build a CPU, well, a PC for your kid to game on, but you don't have $1,500 to do it, this is a pretty good opportunity to jump into that market. Yeah. Um, the next one is Grand Theft Auto. Again, 1080p. Uh, they said unknown visual settings, so I'm going to guess mid to low because uh, I know Grand Theft Auto is pretty CPU intensive as well. Right. Uh, but it hit 50 to 78 uh, frames per second during benchmark. So you're still hitting 50 to 60, I'd say, on average. Um, the next one, and this is where it starts to push a little bit, uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider, which is a very intensive game. Um, 1080p on low presets hit about 32. So that's where the system begins to break a little bit. Um, and then the same thing with Doom on 1080p, um, 38 to 45. Okay. So you, you have a system now that can actually run games... Uh, from 30 to 60 frames per second. Um, Overwatch is 60 frames per second, which is a very well-optimized game, number one, but is a very big game right now. So the fact that you can play a AAA title with no graphics card at 60 frames per second is a really impressive leap in technology. Um, And on top of that, the price for this chip is $169. Okay. So 
looking at the full picture of it being a uh, 3.9 gigahertz with a uh, GPU clock of um, 1250, which we I did a test before this uh, podcast just to make sure. I've got a 1080 Ti Founders Edition, uh, not overclocked, but maxed out the clock speed, hit 1911. So okay. that kind of gives you a, a idea. So that probably puts you in the 1050 range, um, maybe 1050 Ti, but it's a pretty solid graphics capability for a for it also being a CPU. Right. So yeah, I mean, that's pretty much my, my big topics. I mean, I want to hear where you guys, what your thoughts are on it, because I, I think it's a really interesting leap in technology that could lead to more people kind of leaning into this. Yeah, I think it's going to be uh, really big on those netbooks, right? Like the mm-hmm. Google Chromebooks and stuff like that. Yeah, I think that's where the biggest ad- advantage would be, right? For the, again, uh, people that would be into like a portable gaming rig. So mm-hmm. to speak. huge for college students, yep. even high school students, you know, like and these netbooks are relatively cheap because it's, you know, it's the lack of a graphics card. Um, and lack of a graphics card means it's a lot lighter. So it's a lot mm-hmm. more portable, better, gra- uh, gra- better battery life, uh, and still be able to play, you know, triple A titles. That's, that's pretty amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those that I'm. PC technology just keeps getting smaller and smaller, mm. and I mean, if you look at the, I think the Nook is uh, the new Nook that's coming out that I mentioned a few weeks yeah. back is a much more powerful system than this, but you're also paying the premium of it being a more powerful system. Yeah, um, I, I'm interested to see because I think this is the first time they've went because the Nook to me is a enthusiast level thing you buy. Yeah, um, this is a, the first step, I believe, in a consumer level product because they're actually there's two offerings. There's the Ryzen 5 2400G um, and then the Ryzen 3 2200G and the, the 5 has the RX Vega 11 graphics card. Mm-hmm. And the three has a Radeon Vega uh, eight graphics incorporated, so it's a little bit different. I'm sure it's probably you're probably going to see have a hard harder time hitting sixty frames on anything. Yeah, but at the same time, you are still getting a four core eight thread CPU with a fairly usable graphic system built in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's super impressive, and I think that um, it can change the game, so to speak, when it comes to um, portability in gaming PCs. It's such a big deal now. Yeah, especially you know, with uh, everything esports. You have games like Overwatch because it, it used to be that games would uh, outpace. Hardware, right? Yes. Games always push the hardware to be faster. Mm-hmm. Uh, you buy a new graphics card in order to keep up with the games that you currently have. But games that are like Overwatch, Counter Strike, you know, great example. These are super old, but yeah. constantly updated games. So the hardware doesn't quite need to, you know, advance. You no longer need to buy the latest and greatest in order to run, uh, run it at sixty, let alone run it at all. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, or, I mean, sorry, let uh, run it, let alone running it at 60 frames per second. Yeah. Um, so I think these kinds of games, they're here to stay. So these kinds of hardware advancement will allow people, more people, to play with a much lower budget uh, who may not want to spend, you know, uh, 1100 to $1,800 just right. to play a set of games, but rather they use it for work, they use it for school. You know, um, well, that's where I feel like something like this is like if you're a very, very casual gamer mm-hmm. and you don't really care about graphics, but you don't want to build a gaming PC, you want to build a PC for college work or, you know, whatever. Um, I think that's where like looking at this chip becomes a real interest because it's like, oh shit, I can still play games at a level that doesn't hinder the gameplay or hinder my ability to play the game. Right. Mm -hmm. But I'm not spending an arm and a leg to do so. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I I mean, it's like I said, I think it's interesting. I'm, I'm even though I built like the biggest system I could, um, I am definitely interested in looking at, smaller and smaller systems because as much as we all game together and I'm happy to have everybody come to my house, I'm sure other people would prefer not to move their systems every time. Mm-hmm. And yeah. the ability for me to pick up and move a system <laughs> without, I, I mean, without a turn, U-Haul yeah. van. <laughs> to, to, to peel the curtain back a little bit, like, well, you know, as we're getting ready for our trip to DreamHack, yeah. um, I'm currently, you know, Thinking about you know because I have a big PC, I, my case is huge. Yeah, uh, you have a full tower. I have a full tower. That was intentional. Mm-hmm. I want to put a lot of stuff in it eventually over time. Uh, but uh, for a LAN party, like when we go to Mike's house or where we're going to DreamHack, I would like another PC, a smaller one uh, that is mobile. It's not as beefier as my PC right now, but can still play the games that we play as a LAN group. Uh, you know, without any issues. Mm-hmm. So, it, you know, as time goes on, it will be easier to find uh, machines like that or build your own because those components will become uh, cheaper, for one, mm-hmm. uh, the, the hope, right? And two, they'll become smaller. I mean, Mini-ITX is a huge deal, right? Like, that was a revolutionary thing in, in terms of form factor because you can make smaller PCs. Mm-hmm. And now, if if you're able to get a performance that is equivalent of one day, like a 1070, just from a CPU, you know, like yeah. an onboard graphics, like that's that's insane. Yeah, uh, and like a graphics card is optional. You, you know, know, if you want extra, you know, beef, you know, you get an extra. But um, it'll take time to get there, yeah. obviously. But it's exciting that it, that people are, especially Ryzen, is working on it. That they, you know, I don't think because Intel, I don't think. I mean, I'm sure they they could be. I mean, yeah, because AMD and Intel have always. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Intel will probably come out with something to compete against this. um, I would say relatively soon, just because that's what Intel does. Yeah. Um, And it'll probably be slightly better. But again, now with I, I think Ryzen has a better place in the market than they've had in a long time. Um. Well, AMD, so that way they can they can actually compete. And I think if Intel comes out with something that's similar or even slightly better, there's yeah. enough of a fan base for AMD that this is still worthwhile. Exactly. Yeah, I agree. All right. 
So I think that that's it for PC this week. Uh, that's all I got. How about we take a little trip to my corner real quick? Let's, uh, let's go to my corner. Let's go to Jesse's corner. Jesse's corner. Who that? Get out my corner. All right. Welcome to my corner. I uh, appreciate everyone being here. Like, right around. Let's talk about some games. As you just yelled at everybody <laughs> about getting out of your corner. Get out of my corner. No, come on back. Come back. Come back. I'm sorry. Um, so real quick. I mean, I only have a couple games. I didn't really play much, obviously, while I was away. I mean, since I've been back, I've been playing a lot of uh, Overwatch, obviously. I tried to play Evil Within 2, because I'm at the end, I think. I think I'm, like, mm-hmm. within the last hour. But as I started playing, we had, like, a uh, small power outage here <gasps> in my apartment. For, it, it, like, it flicked on and off. It just flicked. Uh, and, like, I lost my progress. Oh. Uh, it was only, like, ten minutes. It wasn't the end of the oh, world. Okay. Um, but uh, I, as I was coming back on, people popped on to play Overwatch. So I was mm-hmm. like... All right, well, I guess I'll go play Overwatch then, um, which is not a bad thing. <laughs> oh, we're going to play Overwatch? <laughs> oh, let's go play Overwatch. Uh, so Bye, I buddy. haven't, uh, uh, while I was away, though, I did get, I played some Mario Odyssey on the plane, which was fun on my Switch. Yeah. Uh, just getting more moons, you know. Uh, I tried playing some Mario Rabbids Kingdom Battle on the Switch, which is very much like SOCOM or XCOM. Wait, SOCOM. No, XCOM. XCOM. I always confuse those two. XCOM. X, mm-hmm. letter XCOM. Yep. Which I like a lot. I love XCOM 2, Enemy Within. I think it's really mm-hmm. neat. But, um, the Mario Kingdom, like, the Mario Rabbids one's okay, but uh, I just came up against one challenge that was very annoying, so then I just stopped playing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was on my honeymoon. I didn't want to deal with it. Uh, but, but, since I've been back, I also got the, I, I buckled and I got Dragon Ball Fighters or Dragon Ball Fighter Z. Uh, as it's pronounced, Banco Namkai or Namco Bandai, Bandai officially say it's pronounced Dragon Ball Fighters. That's how it's supposed to be pronounced. Fuck them! I'm calling it Dragon Ball Fighter Z. Yep, because that makes more sense. Because um, it's Dragon Ball Z. I know, right? Fuckers. So, so Dragon Ball Fighter <laughs> Z is just fantastic and is very fun. I haven't gotten very far in the story mode. Um, I, I wanted to do that first before trying to like do arcade stuff or playing online. But damn, is it fun and just looks beautiful. I got it on PC, which I was a little nervous about because my CPU currently is an older CPU. And I was like, ah, shit, is this going to throttle? But so far, so good. I haven't noticed anything. It, the visuals pop. It is super responsive. I uh, am impressed with the way that uh, Bandai and Namco have done the controls. It's very... Um, like we've talked about, it's very reminiscent of Marvel's Capcom back in the day, one and mm. two. But um, they kind of slide in, uh, like you do simple combos with three button, three button presses. So you could do like XXX as a light attack combo. You just hit X three times, and that's a combo. But if you throw in a quarter circle and right bumper, it becomes a special move combo. Or if you throw in a B, you so throw in you a are attack. playing on controller though. I hell yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not playing on a fight stick. I don't have one, and I would never try and play a fighting game on a keyboard <laughs> and mouse. I'd rather slit my own eyes out of my head. Um, so uh, I yeah, I use my uh, Xbox One controller, which I've always liked for fighting games. That's probably mm-hmm. my favorite fighting game controller. Period is the Xbox One, uh, con- not Xbox One X. It's just the Xbox One controller uh aside from a fight stick but i don't i'm not going to invest in a fight stick that's too much plus i've been reading online a lot of people are having trouble uh mapping uh the fight sticks for fighter z 
Oh, so interesting. Up with that, but yeah. um, yeah, it's really fun. I, I, it's it's neat. It defaulted the audio to uh, the Japanese voice actors, which I like because I loved. I mean, I grew up watching both the American uh, dub and, and uh, the Japanese uh, mm-hmm. or the American subtitle one. So it's uh, I like both, but I decided that I'm going to go through the story mode as listening to the uh, American voice actors because it's just like a nostalgia trip, right? Yeah. Like I grew up on the Funimation. Well, those are those are voices um, you've known for yeah, like, like Chris Savat and all them. <laughs> yeah, like I, I I I am so familiar with their voices. And then when I go into the arcade stuff, I'm going to flip it back to Japanese so I can hear the original Japanese voice actors. Uh, which is neat. It's all the original Japanese sound effects and music, though. Well, oh, that's awesome. No, no, well, sound effects, yes. Music, they take bits and pieces, but the, it's mostly original, which kind of sucks. Oh, okay. Uh, but the sound effects are one-to-one from the Japanese show, which I love. Uh, but yeah, it's fun. I'm going to play the shit out of it. Uh, again, I'm, I'm only doing the story to unlock characters and uh, get a feel for the fighting, and then I'm going to dive into it. Um, but yeah, Dragon Ball Fire Z. If you're a fan of Dragon Ball, just fucking get it and have a good time. What's wrong with you? I'm gonna um, end up getting it. <laughs> I'll watch uh, you guys play. There you go. And you played. I mean, you played fighting games. Yeah, you- like two. <laughs> like two I love that you said. Well, I'm pretty know. sure Jesse said you've played fighting game. Oh, <laughs> I think games. I played. I say. I said plural. <laughs> Whatever. Um, you played the fighting game. You played the fighting game. <laughs> I think you would really get into uh, the new the like the next Mortal Kombat. You probably get into. Yeah, I I, Shit, I yeah, am well. a sucker for spectacle, spectacle. You know, like, like I think uh, under different circumstances, I would love uh, Marvel versus Capcom. Just, oh God, I wish we would have handled that. I shit. wish we grew up together. We would have yeah, played the shit out of that. I, right? I mean, yeah. it brings me so much joy just to see all that flashing. And then, like, and the great thing about Fighter Z is it has all that, but then, like, the camera breaks the third barrier the third wall barrier right and it like mm-hmm. spins around and goes cl- god when i pulled off the first combo with with goku and he goes super saiyan 3 i i got my my nipples tingled because it was just like <laughs> i wasn't expecting it and then i just did it and the camera just whoo, spins around and then he goes super saiyan level 3 and i'm like oh my god this is the best and then i fucking just beat the shit out of uh uh krillin i think um and then yeah it was great so it's like moments like that that fighter z are uh, shine, you know what I mean? It's made for that spectacle that you like so much. Uh, and the, the colors are so vibrant. Some people are a little annoyed with the colors because they're like, the art style is a little like, um, like the colors aren't as vibrant normally, mm. but then when the big blasts show up, they're vibrant. And some people are annoyed about that, but I'm fine with it. They will get over themselves. Uh, but yeah, Dragon Ball Fire Z is great. Uh, and it, it actually makes up the void of. Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite, because I didn't even play that game, unfortunately. Because And I love Marvel vs. Capcom, but I, I tried a demo of it. It was not great. Uh, and it made me so sad, because I love Marvel vs. Capcom, but now Dragon Ball Fighter Z is there, and I'm like, okay, now I can live vicariously through that. Yeah. <laughs> My Marvel vs. Capcom fantasy. Yeah, it looks really cool. I, I can't wait to see I'll stream it some. Played. Yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll stream some at some point when I get the CPU updated uh, and then have a ball of a time. Uh... Oh yeah! Oh, you know what? And if I get my uh, the land rig up and running, we're gonna have a land party soon ish. Uh, yeah, we it, are. I'll bring it. I'll bring I'm it so there. Excited about that. That's coming. Yeah, up. yeah. That it's coming up. Coming few up. weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very excited. We'll oh stream from there too. Um, yeah, we'll do some streaming. But yeah, I'll, I'll definitely bring Fighter Z, and we can wait see a few it in weeks. 
Well, March, you know, 24th. We're now in February, so that means a few weeks. It's like not DreamHack. A month. Whatever, a few weeks. <laughs> it's like six weeks. What calm you, down. I go to Washington. Calm, I go to, uh, calm, calm oh, yeah, everybody. you're going. Well, it's not very, it's not video game related. Um, I'm going to uh, Emerald City Comic Con. Yeah. I'm excited yeah, I'm for you. Gonna go I'm see Mark. To go there. I'm gonna go see Mark. I'm gonna have some. I'm gonna hide near suitcase and go see Mark. <laughs> I would say Mark. Mark, we're gonna see in June yeah. anyway. Uh, yeah. I mean, if not in March, then oh yeah, you might come in March. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Here's hoping. Here's hope. Now that his uh, foot is all healed up, I hope. Um, yeah, yeah. Fighter Z. Excited I'm excited to see it. Uh, excited to hear it. It looks ridiculous. And it, uh, yeah, it is ridiculous. So I would expect nothing less. All right. Real quick. Last thing I wanted to bring up. Uh, there was a, a trailer for Kingdom Hearts 3 came out recently. Um, the How long have people f- been waiting for this? So okay, hold on. Let's look at the the last Kingdom Hearts because that I'm came out. I'm pretty sure the um, last Kingdom Hearts they came out with was like Kingdom Hearts two point nine point seven point <laughs> eight six Final Fucking. Redux seven. <laughs> You're not wrong. So Kingdom Hearts two official, not Final Mix or the PS4 remaster that came out mm-hmm. recently, came out in two thousand five. That was the la- that was Kingdom Hearts two. Mm-hmm. Um, so. They announced uh, this week. I mean, they've been saying Kingdom Hearts 3 is going to come out this year. Mm-hmm. That fucking chance that's going to happen. I, <laughs> I, I mean, if it does, great. Uh, but I'm be, not. It could be a Christmas offering. We'll see. It, uh, we'll see. They've been saying uh, that, that this would be coming out uh, in 2018. Well, last year they just said coming soon. Then, end of last year, they said 2018. And then they announced uh, this trailer. So basically, this last trailer that came out, they showed Pixar worlds they're going to show. So for people who don't know what Kingdom Hearts is, here's the best way I can describe it. It is a Square Enix game partnered up with Disney. And it's basically a RPG-esque beat-em-up where you run around and you get to fight alongside Disney characters. That's a very, very Um, good description. It, it, I really. I mean, that's about as good of a description. I cannot go further than that. I've played yeah. one and two. I've played. I mean, there's um, been an entire Dream, fucking generation of children born since yeah. this one came out. Yeah, Dream Drop Distance, which I really liked actually on the 3DS. Like I, that was the last one I played. That came out I think three years ago. I really dug it up until the final <laughs> boss. Fuck that. But uh, the rest of it was fun. Um, they. They have, I mean, Kingdom Hearts is a very rabid following, a very intense cult like <laughs> following because people, I think it's one of those games where, like, I played it the first two and I cannot tell you what the game's about at all, other than there's Disney characters in it. Like, I know Sora is the name of the main character and that's about it. I know Mickey Mouse is a badass. I know that Donald and Goofy are your buds. And you meet other Disney characters. That's about it. There's so much bullshit. It is the most convoluted fucking story I've ever seen in my life in oh, a video man. game. I, yeah, I, I, I mean, of honestly, any I JRPG I've 
experienced. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh-huh. I I played number one, and I had a lot of fun playing number one. I mean, the the RPG elements that it has is you get to team up with other characters and play other characters on your team. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get to build a ship on at least on number one. You get to build a ship, the gummy uh, ship. Yeah, yep. yeah. And then uh, it, it had a really compelling player. story in the sense that you like you always wanted to know what was going to happen. Next. I just wanted to know what Disney World I would go to. Next. That's all I cared about. Like, it, I was like in the second one, you get to go to the Nightmare Before Christmas Land, and it was fucking phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And then you get to hang out with Jack Skellington, and you right. fight Boogie, and then you get the a Keyblade that's like so the Keyblade's like the weapon in the game, and you get different ones that have different stats. Um, it, it was phenomenal. I, I I think the gameplay is my favorite of any like JRPG esque game. It's not turn based. You run around, and beat the shit out of stuff. Yeah, and that's where I wouldn't call it JRPG. It's not JRPG. It's light. It's it's RPG light. It to me, it was like it falls a bit in line with um, maybe something like Fable. I would say more like Devil May Cry because uh, they had yeah. those combo counter things and then you could like team up and do special attacks and then they're like uh, it, there was like this rhythm to co- kind of like God of War there was like this rhythm to combat that you could get and you can line up magic moves that did additional damage and, and there was like a whole meta of how to play that game well that was just nutty and uh that, was- that part uh square enix i think totally derived from like super mario rpg yeah because there was a lot of stuff within that game the the meta beyond it of like yeah you could jump on something's head with mario in a battle mm-hmm. but if you knew how to do it well you could get like 99 like jumps <laughs> and immediately yeah. kill almost anything so it's, but yeah yeah exactly but with this week real quick let me uh, they so they had a trailer come out that uh, showcased a new world that will be a part of Kingdom Hearts 3, and it will be um, Monsters, Inc. So you'll get to meet up with Mike and Sully from the Pixar movie and Boo, and you get to um, run around their world. And, it like, the graphics on this thing are fucking insane. Oh, yeah. It, it, it looks, looks like just a Pixar like, movie. Yeah, identical. They show Toy Story as well. And Buzz and Woody, like it looks exactly one to one to a Pixar movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm very, very interested to see how they handle the rest of the worlds. You know, I, I think this one's going to be. There were rumors that it, there's going to be a Star Wars world as well, possibly. Mm-hmm. And then you get a light lightsaber keyblade. I don't know if that's going to happen. We'll see. I don't know how I feel um, about that. I mean, I yeah. guess maybe because technically the uh, Toy Story and Monsters, Inc. or Pixar movies, technically, uh, but Disney owns them. So, I mean, yeah. I don't know. I, I feel like Star Wars or uh, Enrique's listening in and just mentioned it. I, I don't think they would do it. And that's, I, Marvel's I, I, pushing it, I think. Yeah, um, I would struggle with that. I'd believe Wreck-It Ralph, Mark. I'd buy that. that. that would Actually, be that that's Marvel. probably going to happen because it's video games, right? Yeah, I, yeah. I think that they did that's a, a value to me. But yeah, I, I struggle when you get into stuff like Star Wars because it's so un-Disney. Yeah. It's like, yeah, Disney owns it. But it's oh, Lucasfilms. Like I can already see in the Wreck-It Ralph world, there's going to be a racing mini game where you and Vanellope uh, oh, will yeah. just be racing around. Like I can see that. That's probably going to happen. But I again, know. Kingdom Hearts three. Everyone, I'm looking forward to it. I'll definitely. I think it's PS4 exclusive. Actually, no, it might be coming to Xbox as well. I'm not. No, it's coming to Xbox. They announced that. Oh. Um, 
But uh, yeah, well, I'll unless be it comes to, to PC, it. I won't play it. I don't know. I don't know if it is coming to PC. Um, mm, then I'll listen to you play it. Just PS4 and <laughs> Xbox One. Yeah, yeah, it's just PS4 and Xbox One. Uh, uh, I, I'll stream it at some point if I get I'll it. I'll wait I'll six years or... and then download the, the <laughs> ROM and emulator. and <laughs> Wait until... Uh, Wait until uh, 2020 when the game comes out. That's my estimate. <laughs> it's when, <laughs> when this game will arrive. 2020. September 2020. That's just Damn, putting it out there. Uh, <laughs> a prediction for Kingdom Hearts <laughs> 3. Anyway, uh, but yeah, that's it for Right Corner. Uh, I think we should do some live game updates. Well, uh, let's just call this the Overwatch section. I don't know. It's live game <laughs> updates, but we're going to talk about Overwatch mainly. Um, so... Live game updates. I have I have to pee real quick. So if you guys oh, want to hold, okay. hold the fort, di- here you guys start it. And hold I- the Fortnite. Hold the Fortnite. All right, and go. Uh, so here we are. Uh, live game updates, 2018. Uh, it's your boy Max and Faffin, and we're gonna talk about. It's your boy Max. <laughs> I love that you were just going for it. You're just going for it. Uh, <laughs> well, I thank you, Enrique. I do think my voice is soothing and really invites me into a conversation. Yeah, it's Max's dulcet tones are are really enticing. Um, Jesse, well, please come back quickly. <laughs> This is going downhill. This is going downhill quickly. Uh, well, uh, Overwatch. We've mm-hmm. been playing a lot of Overwatch, and one of the things uh, is that the lo- new Lunar New Year mm-hmm. uh, patch or event is out, which is really exciting because it comes with new sprays, new emotes, but most importantly, new skins. And uh, that means new things to get on loot boxes and. Uh, new capture the flag mode. <laughs> you are so enthralling right now. <laughs> what you got the energy of a uh, of a gold medal winner <laughs> versus a bronze winner. I mean, yep. I don't know. I mean, no, you 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 actually sound like you didn't even win the medal, and you're explaining why you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> well. You know, you know, you know, Pat. Um, if I would have tried a little bit harder and maybe put in a little more effort, it could have happened this year. But you know what? I guess you know I didn't. I, I, I guess I didn't train hard enough, and here we are. Well, I mean, you know, like, whoa! The new Lunar New Year event is out. There you go. Bring a soundboard in. Yeah, see, <laughs> I'm into it, man. I'm I'm excited now. <laughs> well, uh, I mean, other Drops than that, auto tune the- according to Enrique. <laughs> <laughs> Not even sure what that means, Enrique, but okay, Drops buddy. Auto tunes. Oh my god, so musically illiterate. I love it. Um, <laughs> but like the new capture flag mode is back. Yep. Uh, which- this time with competitive. Yeah, so it's pretty significant because they actually went out of the way to create a map, a single map, Thailand, Mm -hmm. uh, specifically for Capture the Flag, which Mm -hmm. is uh, much smaller uh, than the other, like, kind of 
repurposed maps, and it plays really well. It's asymmetrical, mm-hmm. meaning both sides are more or less the same architecturally, um, and that makes it more of an even match. Uh, and uh, I played a lot of it, um, and it's super fun. It's a nice break, actually. Uh, still being able to play Overwatch, but it's a nice change of pace from competitive Overwatch or even quick play for that matter. Mm-hmm. Because now all the characters, the same characters, play slightly differently. Um, there are caveats. Because originally in the Capture the Flag, the, uh, all abilities were fair game. Yeah. And you suddenly had imbalances like you can, as Winston, you know, grab the flag and then just bounce out of there mm-hmm. and pretty much get a guaranteed cap. Or if you're a tracer, you can just like zip around, uh, catch the flag, rewind the time, and then have a head start and then like zip off. Now they've implemented a thing where uh, certain abilities, when activated, you automatically drop the flag. Like for example, yeah, it's, soldier, it seems like pretty much any kind of speed or tech ability so reapers fart away doesn't work with it right winston's, winston's jump tracer's dash you can't reapers, diva dash with it. you can't diva dash with it you can't uh you can't use moira's dash essentially any kind of yeah <laughs> as sith who's listening pointed out you can climb walls as genji though yeah oh, which is super switch, fucked up <laughs> you can switch over to uh the speed Yes, on Lucio, you can't speed boost unless you're already speed boosting right the flag, which I thought yeah. was interesting. <laughs> distinction. Um, uh, no, you can't rope away. Uh, Enrique just asked about Widow, and you cannot rope away with Widow. Mm, no. Yeah, um, and that's a balancing thing from last year. I don't know if you guys touched on that. Oh, like, you, yeah, you couldn't yeah. fucking win a game last no. year because what happened was like you'd be sombra, right, and then you'd invisible into the flag, grab the flag teleport to your thing and then run away yeah um and that was how most games ended or diva would grab it and fly away yeah um farah same you can't do it now you used to be able to fly. yeah you can't, you can't fly rocket with boost right? oh, you can't fly with farah like not at all i, I think uh, you can't rock him no i don't know i've actually never picked it up with so i never tried that's a good question we yeah. should try it out later um but I, they're go, trying to make it more around. um balanced and more uh, I don't know if they're I find it interesting because occasionally you get lucky and the enemy team will concuss mine you dude <laughs> that happened to me over. that happened to <laughs> me yeah <laughs> so enemy concussion mines uh, will just boost you up so yeah it's yeah, kind of fun but yeah CTF uh, I think it's a lot better than the previous information mm-hmm, it's a lot yeah. more fun and balanced in a way there are still some goofy things you can do like uh, but I think it's part of the strategy. Like I've been doing this as Diva a lot, where I'll get myself destruct. I'll land behind the flag, self destruct. So I hop out and grab the flag as baby Diva, and before anyone can chase me, my mech blows up. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, we were doing that a bunch. <laughs> we were doing that a bunch. Uh, yep. You know, with me, James, and um, <laughs> I know Faf, and we were doing it. And Max, we do. It. You know, so it's like you can get away with stuff like that. Or as um, Genji, you you know. You can use your alls and then grab the flag and try and get away. Um, there's some you can't really slash forward, right? You can't slash, but you can uh, attack. Yeah. So you could do some crazy attacks and get out of there. Mm. Um, yeah, like Genji can still do his double jump and climb a wall. Yeah. I think yeah. he's still maybe the most overpowered for a for capture the flag, but. 
I, think I, I also the, think it's fair because those are kind of standard walk slash movements for yeah. him. Honestly, like if you get because the middle part is void of too many walls. There's like a lot of yeah. open area in the middle mm-hmm. part. So position, you know, each other like kind of like almost like soccer positions, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you have your defense, you have your midfield, and you have like you know forward, whatever. And uh, so if people, if there was some people like a Farah was guarding the middle section, she could definitely you know rain down, and Genji is forced to just kind of run. I mean, he could double jump, but there's nothing really to double jump to unless he right. gets across the um, courtyard. So yeah, I think uh, it definitely feels a lot more balanced than it was. The- it- yeah, and I gotta admit, this map is uh, much more enjoyable as well. I love the design of oh yeah, oh yeah, of the ruins mm-hmm. side. Yeah. I, I mean, the palace side's fine, but the ruins are fucking neat and some of my favorite design in Overwatch so far. I hope they do another variant of this map somewhere later. I feel like either. you could do a if you expanded it just slightly more, you could very easily do a center capture point. Yeah, or our deathmatch. It'd be mm-hmm. a fun deathmatch map. Um, yeah, it could be. If it doesn't even need any changes for deathmatch. That's true. Yeah, you just pop it in. There you go. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, center point would be cool. Just edge out those uh, starting points a little further back. Yeah. That'd be kind of neat. Um, but yeah, uh, did you guys. Uh, I, I just hopped back from using the restroom, but did you guys talk about Lunar Event at all, or were you starting with. Uh, we didn't really talk about, I mean, that was part of the conversation with yeah. Lunar Event, because that is part of the Lunar Event, but we didn't really talk about the skins or anything like that. Yeah, some neat skins. Yeah, some neat McCree, <laughs> was it McCree? <laughs> Mc- Mercy. Yeah. Uh, Genji. Genji. Zarya. Zarya. Mercy. Um, Mercy. Diva. Diva's old. Uh, so all the last year, um, skins are back, and they're a thousand gold. Easy peasy, for anyone who plays a lot. Um, but the new ones, yeah, I, I think out of the bunch, my favorite, oh, Farah had a really cool new update to her skin. Oh, yeah, yeah. Farah has a new um, one. I think my favorite, uh, 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 no, Hanzo had his, uh, the, um, the, uh, Kabuki kind of, um, look thing. Where he has yeah, like, he had his racist skin. <laughs> as I it's like the painted face and all that stuff. But um, <laughs> <laughs> that's McCree's skin, I think. Is uh, yeah, culturally sensitive place. Um, I like Genji's skin a lot. I think that looks neat. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure how I feel about McCree's skin. <laughs> I'm not necessarily sure what influence they were pulling from. Well, I mean, the hat, the beads, the the outfit, and even the opiate pipe, right, is very reminiscent of. That certain era of all the characters that they you know in highlight mm-hmm. during Lunar New Year, I, I find it interesting to choose McCree. Uh, I mean, a very freaking she's Russian. She's Russian. That's true. That's yeah. But Mercy, I mean, they she's don't. Austrian, but they should yeah. put like a black wig on or you know black hair and yeah. Shit. That's a good point. He's so American though. It's so yeah. Weird. yeah. <laughs> he, he's already like three quarters racist. That's Without Sith. even doing anything to the Sith, character. that's Japan. <laughs> We're talking about China. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, Genji, Genji and Hanzo yeah, shouldn't even true, have, uh, true. you know, or even Korea. Or te- Korea, technically, yeah, Diva should not yeah. have one either. But I, I well, think, I it's think just- Diva's is more of a traditional Korean outfit. So yes, it is. Fits hers. Yeah, um, yeah I, th- I think it's just a celebration of uh, the Lunar New Year, wherever they're 
in their celebrating in their own ways i guess yeah i often wonder who how they pick characters that they want to have alternate costumes because even halloween right not all characters (sighs) have halloween costumes yeah no i think they could i think i i think it's more so just resources Mm. like how many people are available in the design team Right. To design because I, I think it's a long. Pro- I don't know anyone from Blizzard to confirm this, but I'm assuming it's mm-hmm. a kind of long process to get a skin in the game. One that's not just a color swap. It's actually you're changing oh, features because yeah. if you look at the young, you look at um, McCree, either Black Watch McCree mm-hmm. uh, or um, the uh, Lifeguard McCree. Like he has a softer face. He looks younger. Um, like you know, they they are actually changing the character model a bit. It's not just color swaps. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think that takes a little bit more time and a lot more uh, design work early on before it can be implemented into the game. So it's probably they only do so many at a time because they they can only do that much for the next event. And also they want people to buy fucking loot boxes more. And the lim- yeah. the more limited skins you have in an event, the more loot boxes you're Yeah, yeah I spent my yeah. money on that this season and didn't get shit all <laughs> you didn't spend enough you gotta buy more yeah. no nope. yeah, you gotta get the 99 nope, that, that ruined me 200 dollars right now <laughs> nope. by 500 loot boxes nope. well that's another thing too with this update you may now select your skin in the neat selection which process. is a Super really neat. fucking cool thing yeah very, I don't know. Cool. Uh, one thing I noticed, though, like I was playing as Diva, right? Yeah. And uh, I was started out with my Officer Diva skin, which I love very much. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I switched. I'm like, ah, in the next round, I'll do Biva, the bee-looking one. Mm-hmm. So I switched to Biva, and I finished the game with that, and Diva. I got play of, play of the game, but the play of the game reverted back to Officer Diva in the highlight. Oh, really? So I don't know when it's besides, and I think I was Biva in the highlight intro. I well. wonder if or the highlight this itself is situation. But, you, yeah, we'd have to see about which one. Uh, we have to test it. But, yeah, um, because my question then becomes: if it did revert completely back to you being Officer Diva. Yeah. Does the opposing team only see Officer Diva, no matter what you are? If that's what you start with. Yeah. I don't know. That is assuming that the highlight is during Officer Diva. Right. I I could not confirm. I believe I was being... I I could look. It could be a bug. Yeah. Um, But it's neat. That was like an update I didn't even know was coming. Like, I didn't pay attention to the patch notes or whatever. Mm -hmm. So when that was in there, I'm like, oh, look at that. Isn't that neat? Um, Yeah. And yeah, I mean, yeah, Lunar New Year is fun. I'm more excited for the uh, Uprising event. Mm-hmm. I, I think I'm very curious to see what they're going to do with the new PVE yeah. uh, mode. Um, plus, what the storyline is going to be because they said they're, they're going to it's same but different kind of mm-hmm. like it's going to be similar. Where like I wonder if it's the same thing. team that they had last time. Oh, like the same characters? Yeah, no, because I think the rumor. I would like it to be different. The rumor floating around is that it's um, Talon. It'll be Talon oh, focused. Um, that could be interesting. So you get to play as yeah Talon characters like um, Doomfist, Reaper, Widowmaker, you Sombra, know, uh, Sombra guess, yeah, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> so it, we'll see. That's a rumor. I don't know if that's gonna be what happens, but it'd be cool if they highlight because I know they keep talking about Talon. Like they want to highlight Talon more. And more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I feel like that's the perfect place to do it in the Uprising event. Yeah, because the anniversary is just going to be like, "Hey, look how cool we are! We another year of." Um, yeah. When is that? That's May. 
May. That will be at the tail end of May, May 23rd ish. May, May, May. May, May. Amazing. And then also, I guess we should say real quick since it's like an Overwatch section, congratulations to the London Spitfire for winning the uh, first stage of the Overwatch League. Yeah. Uh, you know who I'm probably the most impressed with, though, out of that whole thing uh, is uh, Houston Outlaw. Oh, yeah. Like, they lost their first two and the one that we saw the second match Mm -hmm. it was pretty miserably yeah (laughs) and then they just went on like a six or seven game tear yeah Yeah. where just game after game after game they just won and the the thing that i have to say is like i believe there's one kid on their team from sweden Mm mm-hmm but the rest of the team, I believe, are like American dudes, right. which is saying something in this league is not that like I don't support players from all around the world. But when you have a team called London Spitfire and it's all Korean kids. Yeah, I feel a little different about it. it there's a bit of a disconnect. Um, I mean, it could it could it could just be a matter of, you know, like. You just focus on the name. Right, and yeah. instead of the players, because like with you know baseball, football, basketball. yeah, they're all from different parts of the world. Right. But I, I, when you use London or like Los Angeles is a little different. I think just because of the fact that the diversity here, London's pretty diverse. But you just expect a diverse team, I guess, is my thing. Yeah, and the same thing yeah. with the New York Excelsiors. Uh, <laughs> um, is that like yeah i i get like having a few people from other parts of the world to come in and make a solid team but when your entire team is obviously you just pick the best players you could pay for out of korea i i have a hard time supporting almost any team like that which is even more uh of an upset because soul dynasty didn't do very well right yeah soul dynasty kind of like the strongest yeah speculated strongest team and they were they had a really good first start yeah well because they also a lot of the members were part of that koi or whatever that's called like the uh, gaming group that's mm-hmm. super uh popular in uh, south korea and uh, uh very successful tournament players yeah. so i think a lot of people were saying oh okay yeah this is the team and then mm-hmm. they started very strong but i think they just came up i think people figured out their strategy very quickly yeah and countered them pretty hard yeah. and they didn't know what to do I honestly love that because that means no team is safe. Now no. you have drama. Now mm-hmm. you have story. and and, and it answers life. that question we had a few weeks ago, especially me. I'm like, well, is this just going to be a story where three or four teams are the best and then the rest are kind of crappy? Um, and we're already just seeing like, well, not really. Yeah, uh, we're seeing I, I, I any don't think team. That's the case. Yeah, any team can kind of rise up and uh, yeah. knock down. You know, and um, the meta changes. Like, I think, is it this week? Have the new Mercy meta? Uh, whatever stage, whatever the beginning of stage two is, the new Mercy. New Mercy meta. Mercy see, that's it. a whole nother variable. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, you'll see a lot less Mercies in the game. I think, um, I think it will be, she'll be used. She'll still be used. No, yeah, she'll but be used I think. In a different capacity. And yeah. I'm really curious to see how the pros use Mercy mm-hmm. uh, more than um, before. Uh, I'm just happy she's no longer a must pick. As much no. as I love Mercy and mm-hmm. she's my favorite character, you like to uh, look at her. Look at and <laughs> play. Um, she's just it's it's nice that other 
now that I've branched out yes. to other healers, um, I'm really appreciative of you know other healers being able to have their own. Squad. Yeah, Moira is yeah. becoming a like powerhouse healer now. Yeah, she you know especially if you are a kind of death y type comp with a lot of tanks, Moira could save your ass mm-hmm. nine times mm-hmm. out of ten. Um, yeah, so it's it, I'm curious to see what stage two is going to look like. Uh, I, I'm still kind of confused about how all the stage things. And honestly, work, what it um, is is that it's just each stage there's money up for grabs. Is that so, really what it is? Okay. Yeah, and it's not a ton. It's a, I mean, it it's a ton to us, but in terms of it being like what would be considered professional team, it's one hundred and twenty five thousand per stage. So now, okay, so what, at the end of all the stages, stage? yeah, what's, I think so. Is that a three month? Like, what's the? Time yeah, span? yeah. I mean, there are essentially yeah, five weeks. So each stage is honestly, it's only about uh, it's five weeks, honestly, five weeks. So yeah. It's five weeks per stage. So a month and a week per stage. Um, and at the end of each stage, you, you can win a potential of $125,000. And then I think as you get into the playoffs, there's more money. And then there's the grand finale. That's insane. So, so like yeah, 20 some odd grand per month split between six people plus the coach. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, well, I don't know that that's necessarily the way it works because okay. the way overwatch league set it up is that you have to pay your players a salary. Right. And I think the thing is, is that that $125,000 may just go directly to the uh, owners. Yeah. Okay. And I'm sure part of that goes to paying these players because I think they're required to be paid Fifty or fifty-five thousand dollars minimum. Yeah, a year. Uh, a year plus benefits and mm-hmm. housing. Yep. So it's one of those that that hundred twenty-five thousand actually doesn't go a long way if you think about it because no, like not at all. I'm assuming somebody like Pine probably makes more than fifty <sighs> fifty-five thousand a year, or so at see, least he will be after this yeah, season, you know, exactly. stage. Yeah, and that's the interesting. Like after contract is. Yeah, after season one, I think a lot of things are going to be up for grabs. I think a lot of people that yeah. signed on for one season of the you know four stages and then the playoffs and all that, mm-hmm. they're going to be like, hey, this and this and this, and then contract negotiations are going to become a thing. And uh, yeah. Also, new teams. There's a lot of rumored team names that I'm out there. Yeah. That's actually what becomes more interesting to me. And I honestly think what Overwatch should do right now is they should put a cap on it. Because if you end up in a, I mean, or if you don't put a cap on it, do it like soccer. Mm-hmm. Because the way professional soccer works is you have to win so many matches to actually even qualify. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think if Overwatch goes that route and says, oh, these are the people that actually make it into essentially what is the official season of the game, then that helps. That, that can call out some of the, the bad news. Of like yeah. a team that doesn't, that just would lose every match. Yeah. Do you really want to see them hang out for what one? Let's see, what's this? Five, ten, twenty, twenty weeks. Yeah, that that'll be pretty brutal. Yeah, like uh, the San I, Francisco, yeah. like the San Francisco Shock. Yeah, but I mean that's the thing, right? Like coming, kind of coming back around from what we were just saying originally. Um, since the game is so fluid and it's so mm-hmm. versatile, maybe that's not going to be a thing that's going to happen as much as we originally thought. Maybe. 
you, you know, you, there there uh, could be that that variation. I mean, I'm looking at the standings uh, or trying to bring up the standings. They're loading slow, but yeah, I noticed noted, like yeah. even though that even though um, Houston lost in the next to last match, mm-hmm. they are actually currently ranked number two overall. Who's right. number one? Uh, I think it is. I don't think it's Spitfire. I think it's. Um, should I, I let me let's see if this comes up? I want to actually give you, yeah. Okay, uh, New York is actually number Excelsior. one, Excelsior. Yeah, and and Spitfire's number three, but they actually won stage one. So mm-hmm. the because way it worked, though, yeah. yeah. And and if you're if you can pull up the standings and you're looking at them, you don't have to. I'm just kind of saying if you do, yeah. Um, it gives a certain number of points. So like, uh, New York Excelsior's plus twenty one. Uh, Houston Outlaws plus 17, London is plus 15. Uh, so those points will actually carry over into week two. And essentially the way it'll work is these points will add up over the course of several, well, several stages. And whoever has, I'm assuming it's probably the best six or the best, uh, probably best eight teams. Um, the best eight teams will actually carry on into the playoffs. And then that's the way it'll be set up overall. Because mm. right now it's like New York, uh, Houston, London, Los Angeles, Valiant, Seoul Dynasty, Boston, Philadelphia, and Los Angeles Gladiators. Those are the top uh, eight teams. And okay. then, but there's only 12 teams total. Right. So four of those teams could actually get eliminated. Oh. when it comes to the playoffs, which means there's like, they could actually be eliminated as early as like mid stage three, honestly. Oh, wow. <coughs> well, they got to get their act together then. <laughs> yeah. Cause right now the Shanghai dragons are negative 30. Oh, oh my goodness. Oh. Yeah. Their record right now is <sighs> six thirty six and zero. Wow. When I'm glad I got that skin. Yeah. When New York is uh 31, 10 and two. Yeah, New York uh, killing it right now. Yeah, but yeah, Overwatch. We're gonna talk about it more as time goes on. But yeah. I, I really, uh, fi- well, file. Wait, wait. What were you gonna say? Uh, no, that's yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, it's an that ongoing don't... game that uh, is gonna keep changing. There's a lot of fronts to kind of <coughs> talk about and anticipate. Um, I want to make sure as a pro player and a metal as a yeah. lone pet pleb. Such as Beth, uh, I want to make sure we have plenty of time for your mish- mishmash of. Actually, I'm starting the eight minute timer now. Well, Max is drunk again. Well, I got things to say. I want to talk about Fallout with, 4, guys. With <laughs> just as much energy as the last one. Good job. <laughs> hey, man. I'm drinking some chill wine <laughs> and, you know, listening to some chill beats in my mind. And, uh, yeah, started playing a chill game called Fallout 4 again. Again. Um, How many hours do you have in that game? Uh, all right, hold on. <laughs> but while I'm looking for that, uh, I just want to say this is now my fourth installed, uh, or installed this now the fourth time. Uh, 339 hours. Jeez Louise. Uh, as of today. And uh, it's a game that I keep going back to. Um, it's a game that I like to play. I, I'm, I'm realizing that um, as I play Overwatch, a lot of Overwatch and competitive Overwatch, I need a, a game that kind of does the opposite 
yeah you know, what overwatch does to me which is a lot of thinking a lot of uh elation and frustration so a lot of like i, I need a game that's a little bit less emotional roller coaster and more yeah. like i know exactly what to expect but mm-hmm. there's a few surprises here and there that makes me keep, keep me interested yeah or because i i couldn't I, I wanted to get a train simulator. <laughs> <laughs> of course but, you did. Uh, I almost, there were a couple of times, including the one that Jesse. Uh, oh yeah. I sent that one to you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but all of them cost money. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I'm going to wait. <laughs> and instead I'm going to play uh, fallout Four, uh, but install a bunch of different mods since I've beaten it. Well, technically I have never beaten it because there's, there's one more DLC, the Nuka Cola DLC that I've never Mm -hmm. even started. Um, maybe in this, what I've heard, you're not missing out. I mean, there's a lot of cool assets that comes with it. That's really cool. New enemy types and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. But I don't know. Uh, I'll, I'll get around to it eventually. Um, not in a huge hurry. (laughs) I'm currently level 14, but I'm also playing on survival mode. Ever right. since playthrough two and on, I've only started. I've only played Fallout through survival mode, just because it's uh, it's exciting enough that you know every bullet counts, yeah. every health thing counts. You're now limited in resources because you're using so much resource just to stay alive. It is. There are moments where I'm like, you know what? Today I'm not going to go outside my settlement. I don't feel I don't feel I'm prepared. I'm gonna cook some food. I'm gonna build some beds, and I'm just gonna like sit and kind of you know. I feel like that's what I do in my real life. Why do I want to do that in a game? Well, it's in a post-apocalyptic world full of mods. There are no yeah. mods in real life. Well, I mean, we're three quarters of the way there. Give us, <laughs> give us until the end of 2019. Yeah, I can't wait. So right now, I've got to fall out for And so I downloaded uh, Nexus Mod, which is a third-party uh, app that allows you to manage mods for Fallout. And this, yes. it's the same manager that does Skyrim, uh, a lot of Bethesda, um, even non-Bethesda games. Mm-hmm. But I use that. Um, I know that Fallout 4 now has this creation kit or the creation uh, official mod community, but mm-hmm. it's paid mods basically. And that's a whole nother discussion whether, you know, that's a good idea or whether, you know, creators should be paid, whatnot. Um, I bypassed all that because I did not want to pay any money. Mm-hmm. And the selection for mods are much more fast. In yeah. Nexus than it is ever on the official mods because they, you know, bypass the whole copyright thing. Mm-hmm. They bypass the whole maturity rating. They bypass, you know, any sort of controversial mods like mods that allow you to kill children, which mm-hmm. all, all it does is it mimics the first Fallout, you know, because you can yeah. kill kids in the first two Fallouts, I think. Whatever um, you want in those games. I, I do want to get those games, actually. I'm still waiting for them to come out on iPad. Um, but uh, So I downloaded a bunch of mods, and I have them in front of me uh, as reference. Like uh, Any mod is, is sweeping mods like better location... Uh, what is this? Uh, um, the, I have like the uh, mods for weather. Mm-hmm. So they have like better variety of weathers to more. Uh, I think I have the fall mod going on, so everything looks like you're, you know, fall. 
mm-hmm. <laughs> season. Uh, even down to animation mods like one-handed revolver. Whenever you mm-hmm. hold a uh, handgun or revolver, it's just one hand instead of both hands. So yeah. Yep. Uh, there's also a mod that adds 36 new locations. Oh, wow. Like, Whoa, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, uh, of um, and added, you know, uh, eyes, different eyes, even down to the smallest thing, like NPCs will look at you in the eye. Oh, uh, wow. Kind of off-center kind of yeah. thing, which is really cool. Um, and I forgot this, but apparently I downloaded the nude mod. So whenever <laughs> like I still all their clothes are completely nude. I'm like, oh, okay, immersion. Yeah, so, pretty <laughs> immersion. Immersion. Um, I it did take, and all my companions have different models now. You know, they look a little yeah. bit different, a little prettier. Um, but Even uh, Nick Valentine. Oh my god, I. Yeah, it, like there, there's a mod out there for Nick Valentine to kind of like, kind of cover up his, you know, hole so he doesn't look as janky. Oh no, I that's feel the like point. that kind of <laughs> that. Yeah, that's the point of Nick. Like yeah. you know, uh, uh, he looks a little bit more handsomer that <laughs> way. Um, there's also like a subway mod where it connects all these train stations, so you can actually just traverse the Commonwealth just by taking the really tunnels. It's pretty insane. Wow. Yeah. Um, and you're making me want to get Fallout 4 on PC now. It's it's Just insane. Like I cannot I can like it's the reason why I keep coming back to this game. The amount of mods that you can do. Like there's so many animation mods, so many mm-hmm. emergent mods, even down to like um you can you know sit down and take a cigarette. <laughs> Yeah, smoke some cigarettes <laughs> or cigars or you know dog meat, you know, kind of like has his own animation. Um even there's even like you know uh variations on models so have it doesn't you, look like uh the commonwealth looks right. like npcs um have you run into compatibility issues or uh like, that's where the nexus mod kind of comes in oh, so they are, they kind of make sure you're all play yeah well they make it a little bit more stream not as streamlined as something like if bethesda mm-hmm. makes it like this uh but um you still have to run a third-party program, and yeah. it organizes everything. And if there is, it's if there is a compatibility issue, like there's a lot of mods that require other mods to run it, right? Um, because other mods kind of piggyback their assets. Yeah, on that's the whole. That's one of the big things with the mod community. Mm-hmm. Piggyback assets. You know. Yeah, uh, the website is good enough that if you click on a single mod, it'll say, "Hey, look, this mod requires these things. Would you like to also download?" Yeah. I'm like, okay. Yes. Um, I do have to admit that there are, I originally downloaded over 50 mods. Mm-hmm. Um, did not run. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to like kind of scale it back. I did have to restart and delete all the mods and kind of piecemeal it together. So that's, right. that's still a thing that, you know. Um, it's kind of like downloader beware. Like, yes, it definitely. may wreck your game if you install a mod. It is the Wild West. Yeah. Of, you know, well, I mean, it's like, modding in the traditional sense right you just download something hopefully it's not a virus yes hopefully it is compatible with other mods and all that stuff uh but once you get it working (laughs) then it's like oh okay cool um but what's fun about these little mods are that sometimes you just notice things and you can't tell if it was in the original game or not and those are the best mods because they're integrated so seamlessly they're like yeah oh 
this is I'm, whatever this mod is doing it is making this way more fun and there are a lot of survival uh centric mods a lot of mm-hmm. like um mods that specifically change how many times like you can shoot an enemy and they die yeah. and stuff like that. My biggest problem with Fallout 4 has always been yeah. a lot of people have been very bullet spongy. Like I do not want to unload 400 bullets into this guy only right. to have health. Like that is not, that is immersion breaking. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to take a handgun in a medium close range, yeah. aim it to his head. If he doesn't have a helmet, one shot him. Exactly. Yeah. But then as a result, I also get one shot it. So I need to wear a helmet. <laughs> <laughs> like so it's it's just crazy. Um I did download a mod that introduces autosave into survival mode which is very key cuz I used to play without it and there would be many sessions where I would lose hours upon hours of progress because mm-hmm. I did this dumb thing or I wasn't paying attention and I'm like crap that is like 2 hours worth of progress <laughs> that you lost. And sometimes I would just stop playing. Like, I can't. I'll have to come back to it. Yeah. But other times, I'm like, show must go on. And it's always different. Every encounter is different. So even if I play and go to the same place, things are slightly different. And I appreciate that about Fallout. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that's a game that, you know, I keep coming back to. And it's very can be very relaxing. You can download a, a campground mod where mm-hmm. uh, you can put up pitch up a tent then you yeah. can sleep and you can save <laughs> um like that's one way to kind of get around it if you don't want the auto save mode um it's really it's really cool i like it so much that game has brought me so much joy it's the most fun i had by myself playing games yeah it's a, it's a really fun game i i you know i haven't put as much time as you uh, in fallout 4 but most, most um, people haven't yeah, I uh I don't know, man. It's one uh, of those games. You know, it is a game that uh I mean I played Fallout 3. I'm a huge fan of Bethesda. I mean I played Morrowind and uh Oblivion and Skyrim. Um like I I, I am there yeah. for Bethesda uh first person games. But uh yeah, I, I agree, Fallout 4 and that's without mods. I fuck. So um and it was a really it is it's definitely one of those experiences where you just kinda nothing's pressuring you. Mm-hmm. Nothing. You just kind of live. Yeah, you just thing. be. You just be, and I love games that allow you to do that. There's no real objective. There are missions, but it's just like, oh, I kind of want to. You know, I've never been to this side of the uh, Commonwealth today. Let's mm-hmm. go check it out. Or, uh, oh, hey, there's a settlement over here. I'll probably set up a supply line. I'll do that. You know, I it I it took me months to finish the story of Fallout 4 just because I kept getting sidetracked because mm-hmm. um, I wanted to do other stuff and uh, that's not even including the DLCs Far Harbor I got so distracted at yeah. half the time because I loved the Far Harbor location. Oh the Far Harbor um, was great. Yeah it was outstanding and uh, I, I think that that's kind of the beauty of those types of games like you said when you play, I've been playing a lot of competitive games overall recently be Overwatch, PUBG, Fortnite um, you kind of need those games uh, that are kind of the, the quiet games you know mm-hmm. that kind of I, I can't wait to get into Subnautica because I think that's going to be my new one uh, oh, where yeah, I just I go and like I just that. kind of explore and I'm in the water and I kind of relax um, or I can go build stuff uh, and I, th- I think that's why games like Minecraft obviously are so popular mm-hmm. um, it's just a game where you you don't you don't have to run around and kill people 
but you can, uh, but you really just kind of do your own thing. Um, and I'm, I'm glad to see that the modding community, and we had a discussion like this, I think, way back, but, you know, without having to do paid mods, the modding community can breathe so much life into a game that, how old is Fallout 4 now? It's, it's, it's uh, very it old. I have this up, actually. Um, 2015. Yeah. So it's been a few years, and uh, you can still play it today, and as fresh as it was when it was released. Um, Because of the... uh, Not just because of the mods, but because it was a uh, a well-designed game, but the mods just add on top of it. And you have a loving fan base that don't mind putting in the time and effort to create these mods. Um, They just want to make the game better, in a sense. Or more, uh, you know, uh, enjoyable specific experience, I guess. But uh, yeah, I, I I I dig Fallout Four. If if anyone listening out there hasn't played it, uh, oh, I highly recommend it. I mean, Just, it's cheap enough now. Yeah, you can get it. You can get it pretty cheap. Yeah. Uh, on PC, I would recommend. I mean, obviously, if you have a PC, get it on PC for the mods. Uh, if you get it on console, you still get a great game, but unfortunately, you wouldn't have access to the Nexus mods. Yeah, don't get um, it on the console. <laughs> well, I'm just saying for people in our audience that don't have gaming PCs, no. uh, w- wait, wait, this however many months for GPUs to go down <laughs> and then you buy a fucking gaming PC again. Uh, yeah, um, I mean, Fallout 4 is the first game that mods are on consoles, and there are, yeah. you know, there's mods, some. Like, yeah, there's some. Um, but it is kind of limited, but yes. I guess if it's your first time, you know, first experience in mods, then I guess it, there's no harm. It is still a good game, like you said, but if you do have a PC... Oh, that's the way to go. Yeah. Just get Fallout 4 and <laughs> beat the game vanilla. First. Yeah. I highly recommend that. And then go back and maybe like do like a graphic spot and whatever, and maybe sort of more of the Fallout Four. And then third time, come back and just download ridiculous game breaking mods with you know machine gun that shoots out nukes or whatever, yeah. and maybe crash your computer. Just, like try to crash. <laughs> it. Um, it's yeah. Like there are, I'm sure there's like a mod out there where it takes out all of the enemies and you could just walk around mm-hmm. uh, there's i'm sure there is yeah that's actually a thing like that's becoming a big thing in games now where uh i know Creed origins does it um horizon zero dawn did it where they do um exploratory modes uh uncharted 4 did it where you can it's basically below easy where there is zero combat but you mm-hmm. just walk around and experience the game story and just look at stuff you know yeah and, uh, you can not have to worry about the threat of death ever, yeah, uh, or killing anybody. It's just truly you walk around and explore. Yeah, I like the whole walk. A lot, you know. There's that people that make fun of walking simulators yeah. and stuff, but I think there's like a lot of value to games like that. Games like Mist, Riven, yeah, you know, puzzle-based games mm-hmm. that you know is not about survival per se. It's about you know exploring and getting rewarded by noticing things or solving, you know, problems or because you're noticing things. It's, it's kind of nice. And I think that's why simulator games are still quite big. It's a bit, it's niche, but it's still like the one that I was looking at the train simulator. Um, game. it's the, it's on unreal four engine and it's still a bit buggy, 
but you can do everything in first person, which is what kind of mm-hmm. brought me, uh, brought my, uh, got my interest. You can walk up to the train, go up, get into the cabin, and you have, you know, you have to flick switches. It's kind of like a flight simulator where you have to click on buttons and stuff, and actually takes a while before you can actually go, you know. Yeah. Um, but in the older version, trains with a Z. <laughs> uh, there are obscene amounts of DLC, and I use that word in the fullest sense because yeah. if you download all of the DLCs, if you buy all of them, yeah, you're looking at seventy five hundred dollars. Oh lord, worth of DLC. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, obviously, it's not you're you're not meant to buy all of them. There are different right. models of trains, so you know, like I love locomotives like old time locomotives so mm-hmm. i would go for those and those are like five to twenty dollars depending on you know uh it could be like new locations and stuff like that you know the colorado rockies yeah locomotive, like that's really cool um but uh and yeah you just sit there you know there there are streamers out there older mm-hmm. streamers uh who like there's this australian streamer i forget his name but he drives euro truck simulator and yeah. he chats with the chat. And what's yeah. distinct about this is most of his audience are like probably 30 and above of age. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the discussions are like very mature in a sense that no one's spamming, no one's saying stupid, immature things. Mm-hmm. And you end up kind of like hanging out with this guy driving <laughs> this truck. So it's like you're sitting next to him. You know, while he's doing his thing. It's it's pretty it's pretty crazy. Yeah. And there's so it's something inherently relaxing about all mm-hmm. that. And it's such a contrast from every other game that we play, you know, with mm-hmm. Overwatch and with PUBG, where it's all about paying attention, always being on, always like at the edges of your seat. Yeah. You know, reflexes and paying attention to sounds and all that stuff and strategies. And here you're like, hey, man, let's <laughs> uh, drive a truck. Yeah. Yeah. Those games are important. I, I, I think the, 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 the end cap to this section, uh, you could easily say, it's just like, balance, as a gamer, you should find a balance. You know, find the games that, yeah, the sweaty games are fun. The games that keep you on your toes and competitive. Sweaty games. Uh, sweaty games. But also find the games that find your chi, find your calm. Yeah. You know, like, just that you can relax. So relaxing is just as important in video games as it is in real life. Taking a break, you know, be taking a break. From, sometimes, like, I feel like I need to take a break from games, but really I just need to take a break from competitive games or yeah. games that make me feel anxious. Mm-hmm. Uh, and those, and sometimes, but like, that kind of break for me could be even, like, Witcher 3 or, um, you know, a story-driven game yeah. where I can kind of focus on the story and not have to worry as much about maybe not, you know, Bloodborne and Dark Souls aside. Uh, those are <laughs> a little yeah. bit sweaty. But, like, you know, Horizon Zero Dawn or something like that. Yeah, um, something you can kind of lose yourself in and not mm-hmm. have to be on all the time. But uh, yeah, I think that does it for this week, everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, there you go. Wow, that's, <laughs> a, that's a big note to leave him with. Uh, thanks for listening. As always, uh, find us on our bullshit. Find us on Facebook or whatever. I don't know the places. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like God. just Twitch. Just God. look. Yeah, Dinky King live on Twitch. Uh, Instagram. Dink, Danky King podcast. Yep. Uh, no E in no Danky. E, yeah. Uh, and yeah, just this, just, just uh, 
look for us. We'll be there. Yeah, and one of these um, days you look for us yeah. on the the um, what do you call it? Overwatch uh, professional league. Yeah, we'll be there one one day. We'll get there. You'll see us. Buy our merch. Yeah, buy our shit so we don't have yeah. to do other things for a little. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, thanks for listening, and uh, we'll talk to you guys next time. All right, bye. 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 bye.